Alright, and discussion to truth. This is Ian Trottier. Trottier like Cartier. Um, it's just how it's spelled, I-E-R. That's uh, from my understanding how it's pronounced, so that's the way I pronounce it. Uh, kind of like Brian Trottier, NHL Hall of Famer, 8 Stanley Cup, something like, like that. Uh, coming your way. And, and, and look, last week I had uh, I, I, three episodes. Uh, it just so happens today I'm going to do a solo uh, solo, solo hour. Uh, that's a uh, personal choice. There's some information that I want, uh, I want to get out. I want you to listen to, um, at the moment, uh, I will be streaming live next week from San Antonio. That's next weekend. Um, and, uh, and then there will be, uh, that's the reawaken tour, which I've been involved with. Um, there will be a Dallas event December, and then a Phoenix event January. So look for those on my Instagram page updates. Usually, I use Instagram, not so much Twitter. Uh, Facebook is Facebook is under fire. Uh, there's just there's just simply no no doubt about that. Uh, changing their changing their name now uh, to Meta. And um, go to uh, go to Jason Fick and check out what he's been doing. Um, I am somewhat close to Jason, following what he's doing. Uh, he does have a team, a legal team that is um, going after. Um, Big tech in the country. And Jason holds uh, holds no no bars, uh, holds holds nothing back. Hold on a second, I've got uh, John Eric Phelps uh, running in the background. He's a black So we will uh, see if I can get this for the new right. Right. Okay. So John Eric Phelps is a excuse me. Eric John Phelps is a past guest of mine. And uh, I'll be bringing him back on in the future. Let me uh, get refocused here. What I was telling you, socialmediafreedom.org. Socialmediafreedom.org is uh, one of Jason's sites. And the interesting thing about the recent change, name change uh, of Facebook, according to Jason and his legal team, um, Again, socialmediafreedom.org. That name change has quite a bit to do with the fact that uh, big tech is under fire and Facebook is under fire. Yeah, you might be listening to me and just uh, 
you know, thinking, oh, well, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing I can, there's nothing I can do. You know, they, 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 meaning big tech, Facebook and Twitter, uh, deplatformed the sitting president, the sitting voice, the loudest voice, the free world. And you might, you might just be sitting there listening to me thinking, well, you know, Ian, there's, 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 there's simply nothing, nothing that I can do. And I urge you to realize that you are incorrect. Um, you know, if you, if you are frustrated by both sides of uh, the media, and, and look, I mean, it's just clearly divided. It simply is. It's, 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 you know, media news, mainstream news, mainstream media is either in favor of Democrat policies or in favor of Republican parties. That is, that is clearly by design. You do not, you do not control a free country uh, without, uh, without, without conquering it. And in America, you, if you're listening, you just simply must begin to think this way. Here, here is what is holding your freedom. That is the excessive military spending over the past three decades, four decades. That's what keeps you safe. The fact that there's just no other military on the planet that uh, that can um, can compete. With the American military, that that is, that is changing because the American military is being dismantled from within. Much, I contest, like the government. Okay, so we so okay, staying on staying on mass media, or, or excuse me, um, big tech. Uh, Ron DeSantis, who I have been in contact with twice in person uh, over the past year. Okay, I first was first fortunate enough to grace Ron's presence in uh, Mar-a-Lago with the whistle, uh, the Google whistleblower, Zach Forhees, and uh, then uh, in Hialeah, the uh, neighborhood, really. I think it's its own city. In um, in Miami, Miami Dade. I was able to meet Ron. Just kind of grace his presence, really. Uh, I was able to get to him, and uh, at Mar-a-Lago, I introduced him to Zach. I said, "Hey, this is the Google whistleblower." Um, Zach and I had previously done. Some of our magic, if you will. Uh, he and I had just have simply good chemistry, so uh, we were able to get to the president's daughter, Tiffany, and uh, one of her very good friends, and uh, and 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 have somewhat of a, an exchange uh, with uh, with the president at the time. This is last uh, October fifteenth, year ago, at uh, Doral National. Uh, the, the president, as you'll see, if you visit my website, iantrottier.com, uh, the president acknowledged my appearance as being a prize fighter. So I purchased the domain name America's Prize Fighter. Um, 
But he had previously, as written in Google Leaks, Zach's book, chapter 13, he had previously greeted uh, Voorhees and, uh, and commended him on, on, on blowing the whistle on uh, Big Tech. So that's, uh, that's Big Tech. And uh, with, with Fick, who is somebody I have uh, met with, Couple times, in fact, I had uh, he I had, I had gotten him close to uh, General Flynn. General Flynn is somebody that recognizes me, so I was able to grab a ear uh, and uh, get Jason to basically uh, explain on a on a dime, drop of a dime, uh, what he was doing, his angle against Big Tech, and um, and also. Uh, we were able to get to Matt Gates. This happened a couple weeks ago in Miami. So backtracking from that, I was able to get to, well, Fick was introduced to me through a Facebook whistleblower, and I had mentioned the work I'd done with uh, the Google whistleblower. So big tech is something that I've tried to contribute to over the course of the past year. Um, and... Uh, Expanding on the expanding on the um, interaction I had with Governor DeSantis in Hialeah, I uh, actually said, "Hey, you know," I says, "I said I, I'd introduce you to Voorhees at Mar-a-Lago, whether you remember me or not, and uh, I'd like to introduce you to Fick, Jason Fick." He says, "I says he's suing a big tech, or excuse, suing the federal government over their inability to censor, or <laughs> not censor, but." Um, curb big tech uh, from their tyrannic measures of censoring. And he says, under what theory? That's uh, that's what Ron asked me. I didn't know, so I called Jason on the dot right there. Jason didn't answer until Ron had gotten into his car. I was, I was basically walking. I'd gotten the approval from uh, the governor's assistant. Um, I think Ron had perhaps recognized me from Mar-a-Lago, gave me uh, an opportunity to, to get a few words in, and I did. By that time, um, of course, a few minutes uh, Jason had an answer. He got into a car. Uh, Governor had gotten into his car. And then, of course, uh, Jason calls. What did I miss? Uh, you missed the opportunity, opportunity to speak with the governor, as it as it happens. So I have been fortunate. Uh, in my efforts, I have been fortunate on many different levels. Uh, last week, hosting Anthony Sabatini, running for the federal seat, U.S. Congress, um, and... Uh, uh, a couple of other great uh, guests uh, uh, last week. Uh, Layla Sentner, who has organized a public school, and people are enrolling rapidly. Uh, parents are enrolling their kids in the school because of the anti-mandates, uh, vaccine and mask. Nothing wrong with a vaccination, as long as it is a vaccination and gone through the proper clinical trials and is proven to work. Um, you know, I mean, the COVID-19 uh, virus has never even been isolated. So this isn't anything new to me because I experienced it in 2016 in Miami Beach. That's uh, the history from, from my angle. Um, Layla Setner and then uh, Gregory Sundstrom uh, did a Sundstrom. I did a, an episode with him. He's leading the uh, legal fight against um, Delaware County in voter fraud in, in Pennsylvania. So a recent publication, and again, I'm going to mention Fix, uh, Fix book again, or, or website um, again. Uh, just uh, bear with me here as I, as I pull that up, because I, I, I want you to... 
Jason's Jason's legal team has had the success that it has had, and 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 my dialogue with Jason last week was, Facebook is now changing their name to Shelter and Hide Assets. Um, not don't quote me on he's saying that. That was my understanding of what he was saying, um, and and the name change coming up, and and sure enough, the next day, uh, it was made apparent that. Uh, Facebook's, Facebook was changing their name. I have this uh, uh, in in um, I have it in uh, text uh, text message um, chronolo uh, chronology. You've got a Facebook changes corporation name to Meta amid torrent of scandals, October twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. So so follow in regards to that name change in in regards to. Um, you, you the people, you, you the people, you the American people, in regards to your efforts, right? Because I'm kind of laying this out on the backbone of you can do something, I've done something, you can do something, um, but you need to act fast, act now. Um, in in that sense, um, in that sense, I, 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 I. Uh, <sighs> Uh, uh, as you monitor the the issues going on in big tech, um, please. Uh, this is October twenty eighth, New York Post, um, and this comes uh, again a, a day after Fick had mentioned to me um, that uh, Facebook would be changing their name. Um, so his angle. Look, there's nobody else in the country. Not even. Donald Trump, uh, not even Voorhees, because they're both going through California cor courts, which is going to stall. Uh, the California courts have been built um, to protect big tech for decades. I'm a native of California. It makes sense to me because I've I've lived I lived in Mountain View. Uh, I lived hey I lived in I lived in Mountain View in 2000, 2000, 2000, uh, 2000 2001, when uh, I was in Palo Alto at a um, at a Greek restaurant, uh, happens to be named Evia, I believe it's still there. Uh, when I when I overheard Charles Schwab exit the restaurant and begin to speak about uh, investing in a company called Google. Um, so Palo Alto, Mountain View, Cupertino, uh, very very. I've spent many um, many days of my life, years of my life. Uh, lived in San Francisco for eight years, so I understand. Uh, I, I understand. The political uh, scheme in um, in California. Let me give you an example. I'll give you an example. My um, I, I support um, anybody's sexual preference. Okay, homosexual, heterosexual, whatever it is. It's your your business. But um, I was not in support of um, the Proposition Eight, right? Which was uh, basically well, I was I was in support of it because it, it basically. Um, defined marriage as between a man and a woman. Now, I became vocal about this because I felt like, um, biologically, it made sense. Now, you can argue with me, and I accept the argument that a, a, a gay couple can raise an orphan child uh, much more successfully, whether it's a gay lesbian couple or a gay um, uh, homo, uh, male couple. Um, it, it doesn't matter. Yes, they, there's no there's no doubt in that. There's uh, simply no doubt that two men or two women, whatever it may be, 
three men or three women, whatever, you know, whatever the combination may be. It, it, there's no doubt that individuals are created differently and independently in, 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 a, in a homosexual couple can definitely produce a much more productive citizen of a country or of a nation, of a state, of a city, whatever it may be, than a uh, heterosexual couple. Um, there's, there's no argument in that. But simply from a biological standpoint, I say, well, and this is, I, I haven't changed my stance on this. Um, I became vocal about Proposition 8. Uh, this was, what, 2000, um, was it 9 or 10, maybe 11, somewhere around there. Um, 8? Yeah, I'm not sure. And, uh, and I said, wait a second, biologically, a male and a female, th th that is what the race is dependent on moving forward. Um, well, okay, now we have artificial insemination and those types of things, but, uh, but naturally, uh, by the design inherited, um, it's a biological uh, production. So therefore, I based my argument on well, you know that that a a heterosexual couple should be seen differently. Maybe a larger tax bracket, uh, break area, whatever. Maybe I just I just felt like there should be some type of difference. That's just that's just the way that I see things. Um, and what appalled me was, uh, I guess, a couple of years later, the group fighting for those homosexual rights. Um, was it a uh, Supreme Court, California, uh, federal? I'm not sure what it was. I think it was federal. Uh, oh, and I think Kamala Harris was key instrument in that. Um, over, overruled the vote of the people. So the majority of the people came out in favor of the Proposition 8, saying, yes, there should be a definition uh, of marriage that, 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 that defines uh, that relationship produced by a man and a woman. So that got overturned. Um, so I so, so so I understand the politics of California and California and New York are trendsetters because they are the main economic basis for the country. And then what I'll go in today is why you need to you need to activate your alarm now. Uh, your federal federal government's in a thirty trillion dollar debt. Um, and I am not thinking of I can't, I can't think of the name of the woman right now that was saying Stony Brook, uh, master's degree from Cambridge, that's written a book, The uh, Deficit Deception or something like that, uh, where she says that the U.S. government should have no problem or worry, or, or you and the government should have no, you are the government. Anyway, no, no, no concerns, right? No concerns about um, a federal debt because, because the, the Federal Reserve controlled by the U.S. government can simply print more money. I mean, you've got a master's from Cambridge. Um, that's why, uh, perhaps. Uh, no, the uh, the U.S. Federal Reserve is a private central bank, as a matter of fact. And I can't think of the woman's name at the moment. Maybe I'll find it here on the Instagram. Uh, in fact, the U.S. Federal Reserve is a private instrument. And it uh, it controls... It controls the United, States, the United States government, and it is regulated and monitored by an outside entity. That's in Basel, Switzerland. So I, I've, I've gone through this. Here it is. Yeah, right here. Stephanie uh, Kelton. She's not returning my email. Uh, the Deficit Myth is the name. The New York Times bestseller. Uh -huh. Modern Monetary Theory uh, and the Birth of the People's Economy. Quote, the federal government is the issuer of the dollar. <sighs> okay, Stephanie, I believe that you're wrong. Um, 
I'll repeat, the federal government is the issuer of the dollar, so it can never find itself in financial trouble. This is a quote from this woman's book. She's got a master's from Cambridge. Stephanie Kildan, I think she's got a PhD, I don't know what it's from, Stony Brook, whatever it is. First off, Stephanie, first off, the Federal Reserve Bank is not federal. It's not a creation of the federal government. Oh, sure, it was a law that was passed by Congress, making it having been passed by federal politicians. Uh, that had been lobbied for uh, and signed off by Woodrow Wilson in 1913. Sure, that's a fact. That doesn't make the institution itself or the act itself federal. It just means that the U.S. government has been hoodwinked, if you will, into into accepting it. And then now, as the years have gone by, uh, the Americans Americans simply believe that it's federal. It, It doesn't mean that it is federal because it's not federal. It's a private institution. It's a private bank. So I guess that's what happens when we get master's degrees from Cambridge. Um, so anyway, so that's Jason Fick, and that's um, no, I was going to get you the name of the uh, website again, uh, which I did not deliver on. So here it is. Uh, the name of uh, Jason's website is socialmediafreedom.org. Okay, so... You heard in the background um, a uh, theologian that I have been, uh, that I've discovered. I discovered his work a few months ago. I had him join my show with Dr. Artis, who is an outspoken, um, uh, I think, uh, is he an MD? I'm not sure if he's got the MD. Um, he is a doctor, though. He does have a doctorate of some sort. Um uh, Dr. Artis, uh, he joined my show uh, with uh, with with uh, Eric John Phelps. They're totally different topics, but they but but what I found important, and and they they didn't uh, join together. They just joined in the same hour. Um, but both of these men understand that these vaccinations are inoculations. They are not uh, vaccinations by definition. Um, so, so that is the voice that you heard in the background, and I will go over a few things with you today about what he has said. And you can listen to his podcasts, you can listen to his work, you can read his writings. He's written a book called The Vatican Assassins, um, which I highly recommend you follow the work he is doing. Now, I've never mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it because it is now time. This has been almost five years that I've been doing this show. Uh, that is uh, something I'm committed to, uh, keeping America honest the best I can do. Uh, and um, um, and I've, had, I've been fortunate. The, the, the show has been very fortunate in that it has received some, some incredibly, incredible guests. It, it simply really, really has been very fortunate in that it has the show has received some very incredible guests Stephen Kinzer, John Perkins Nomi Prinz, uh, Chris McDaniel Tom Hartman, Cynthia McKinney Paul Hellier, Paul Craig Roberts Judy Mikevitz, uh, Dr. Tenpenny uh, F. William Engdahl, G. Edward Griffin Lawrence Lessig Jefferson Morley, Alan Keyes Larry Clayman, Max Eigen Jordan Maxwell, John Barber Tarana Burke, the Me Too movement, Dennis Bushnell, NASA, Patrick Byrne. Um, the list is extensive. And um, 
David Icke. Um, uh, David Knight, Robert Spaulding. The list is, uh, again, it's uh, the quality of guests that this program has received is simply, and it's uh, former CIA agents. I've now had at least four. Um, uh, Pry, Dr. Pry, Peter Pry, P-R-Y, uh, John Kiriakou, um, uh, Kevin Shipp, uh, Ray McGovern. Uh, Ray McGovern. Ray McGovern even said on the show, a guy that served 27 years, 27 years in, uh, in the CIA. Ian, we no longer have, this is 2018, he said this. Ian, we no longer have free media. The only hope now is people like you who can repair the damage and get people listening to people who know what they are talking about. This is a man that would hand deliver briefings to the uh, to the White House, to the, to, in the Oval Office. Ray McGovern. Uh, this was under uh, Bush, Senior. 1963 to 1990, Ray served in the CIA. These are these are these are all people. Bandy X Lee, who was uh, not supportive of Donald Trump. So I, I look. I this is what keeps a free society free is. Uh, Gerald Posner. Um, the list goes on. The list is extensive. Yoram Loss. Um, the uh, and and most recently, Wendy Rogers, Wendy Rogers, Sonny Borelli. They're fighting for the uh, voting truce, if you will, um, out of out of out of Arizona. Um. So I have been dedicated to delivering you the research that I have found. And I, I, again, I, I mentioned that it, it, it began. The backbone of the work that I do uh, is from having experienced the hysteria surrounding the, uh, the Zika virus, Miami Beach, 2016. I was invited to start. Uh, it was an invitation. Woman says, "Come down to Winwood Radio and Winwood Radio in in, in Winwood and uh, Miami and talk about your findings." And so I did. And so, I, and I've stayed committed to this because because I know it needs to happen. And the only the only way change will happen, folks, is if um, is if you you stand up. You can make a difference and. It just you you can make a difference whatever 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 it may be whether it's you send this podcast uh, or this message uh, send it off to somebody tell somebody about the website go to my research tab just click on the research tab I've got uh, a plethora of information readily available free accessible there's no charge but I don't charge I don't make any money I, I make no money doing my weekly shows I've been doing them for five years I, I do it because I know it must be done now I've Received um, a couple of donations over over that over that time, um, and uh, the, the the people that have donated financially have done so um, uh, handsomely, and I, uh, I I'm just incredibly grateful. Um, and I've had donations in other ways. Um, you know, people people send me guests. Um, and, 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 and again, it's, it's because something is happening in your country. You, you are the last, if you're an American, you're listening to this, you are the last beacon of hope. You simply are. You're the last beacon of hope um, on the planet. Okay? And the only, and I'm going to get into the nuts and bolts of, 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 of why you were listening to uh, Eric John Phelps there in the background. 
the only the only thing keeping and this is this is the this is the really it's the unfortunate thing because I personally never joined the military not because I don't believe in self defense but when I when I was yeah, twenty so so when I'm listening to when I tell you about the story about Charles Schwab and I'm hearing him walk out of this Greek restaurant. He talks about investing in a startup search engine called Google. I thought to myself, well, there's Ask Jeeves, there's Netscape, there's ALL, there's Yahoo. Why, why, why a new search engine? Well, well, the mathematics behind the search engine. And it proved and two years later, this small little company that I think perhaps at that time had, a, had an office uh, on University Avenue. And I don't know who the other people with him were. Maybe... maybe uh, Maybe, maybe when I saw Charles, and the only reason I knew it was Charles Schwab is because the guy I was next to says, "Hey, that's Charles Schwab." I didn't know anything, but may, you know, they, they may have been with uh, Larry Page or Sergey Brown. I don't, I don't know who he was with at that time. But he was talking about investing in Google, and he did. And Google is now this massive behemoth, and it's so it's so big and controlling. It needs it needs not act the way it's doing. That's for sure, and certainly Facebook and, and Twitter as well. Um, these are publication platforms and is constitutional right has a constitutional right to to be able to publish whatever you want not be censored that, that's your that's your right that's how I see it and if you don't speak up against it these people are going to continue to um, uh, to censor and shape you uh, shape the way that they want you to think so we get into the they in a minute but let me uh, let me let me start with uh, I was gonna go if you go to the research tab, on my website, uh, you can you can read the, the the letter that I wrote to every U.S. politician. It's, it's about two and a half pages, not that long. Um, maybe some more. Uh, I don't remember, but maybe three. Um, read that. That's that's a that's a message that I actively send to politicians to help them understand economically how the United States is a slave. So that's a that's a new concept, right? What a, what a, what, a, what a, an interesting concept, Ian. Yeah, I mean you've got like these Black Lives Matter. You got all these. You got these black people, Black Panthers, whatever. You got these black people saying, "Oh, Black Lives Matter." Yeah, sure, Black Lives Matter. But, but, you know, let's. I mean, I one of my one of my oldest friends, not in not in age, but in in, in lifespan, uh, one of my longest time friends. He's a he's a black man. Um, I've I, again, I'm not going to defend myself. I'm just, I don't have to. I shouldn't have to defend myself. Nor should you, uh, unless unless you. You know, unless you are racist and whatever, like that's your choice, right? As long as you live your life peacefully, that's your choice. That's that's the whole thing, right? You can't even like voice your opinion, or else without being ostracized. And opinion is, and I, I'll state this right here: I was in Dallas on a layover one time in an airport, and the most beautiful woman I ever saw in my life, most beautiful woman. I remember, I remember seeing her to this day, a very dark-skinned African American woman. Just her beauty was incredible. Um. So, um, so anyway, so again, I don't, I'm not going to defend myself, but um, here's the concept. Um, over the course of human history, as we know it, right, we're we're at the precipice right now. We're at, you know what moves for forward and as the planet turns uh, and orbits uh, the sun, um, we create. We're creating history right now. We're creating history. The fact that I'm speaking, you're listening, this is history. Well, here's the concept, that the United States, okay, so individuals and ethnicities and different geographic uh, makeups have been economic slaves. Here's this concept. Okay. If the Federal Reserve is a non-federal 
which it is. It's a non-federal. Anthony Sabatini said it last week. He says the Federal Reserve is a uh, is an unconstitutional, needs to be repealed. He said it verbatim on my show, Anthony Sabatini. Okay, so the Federal Reserve is not constitutional. It means it's not federal. Uh, parts of it are, just like the Bank of England, parts of that uh, are do represent the people of the United Kingdom, but it is subservient to the City of London, so it is not entirely for the people. And the Federal Reserve, parts of it, yes, are represented by federal officials. And yes, indeed, parts of it do represent the people of the United States, but it is in itself is not controlled by the people. Article 1, Section 8 of the U.S. Constitution uh, gives Congress power to coin money. I have that on my website. Uh, and, and, and when the country was created, it deliberately and purposely wrote coin because they didn't want, the founders evidently did not want to use paper because paper can be manipulated. Coin has a consistency of an intrinsic value, metallic metallic value percentage. And you can, you can, you can literally, you can literally, literally do something. Right with that, with that, you can exchange that. It's good. A note, a paper is a note, a receipt saying, "Oh yes, you know, this 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 organization, this bank is good for uh, the value." Right? It it has so much silver or gold in it. Uh, Doctor Peter Beter, B E T E R, pointed uh, the head of the uh, income uh, import export bank, JFK, was saying in the early seventies. Uh, early 70s. When did JFK uh, die? 63? Uh, I, I don't recall. Um, the, you have Dr. Peter Beter saying that the Rockefeller Foundation, oh, there's that name, the Rockefeller Foundation, right? The Rockefeller Foundation selling the gold in Fort Knox in the 70s uh, to the, I believe he would say, the International Monetary Fund at below market value. Well, if that was true, then the United States has no gold in Fort Knox, and it would make sense because Richard Nixon in 1971 abolished the gold reserve, gold standard. Well, should we have a gold standard, Ian? I don't, I'm not an economist. But I do look at history, and I can tell you that as large um, emperor, empires like the United States have devalued their currency, $30 trillion debt, I think it's at what, 28.9, last thing I checked a couple days ago, federal debt. But when they've devalued their currency, their countries have fallen. So there's something to a gold or silver standard, i.e. JFK, inserting uh, U.S. Treasury-backed silver certificates. Gets his head blown off three, three weeks later in Dallas. November was the 23rd, 63. I, I'm not, I, forgive me if I've got that date wrong. I, I, I simply don't recall it precisely at the moment. Um, so... Some of these things, when you study history, they do make sense, and I think they will make sense to you, and it will cause you to act and to make a difference and stand up and raise your voice and make it heard. So Anthony Sutton is the scholar from the Stanford Hoover Fellow or Institute uh, who had walked away from Stanford because they began censoring him, and he printed. And, and I've been speaking about my book, which I've had an agreement with the publisher. I just simply have... If, if you want me to... If you want to contribute financially to the work I do, I ask you, I, 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 I applaud that. I implore you. Please do. Please do. It gives me an opportunity to simply work on my work, which I'm yeah, uh, uh, not able to do that at the moment. Um, so I've had this book that's had an agreement to be published now for two years. And the majority of it's 
or two and a half years. Majority it's ready to go, but it's not. All right, so, um, but I've got a lot, a lot I can contribute. So anyway, so Anthony Sutton. So, so if you go to the research tab on uh, iantrajay.com, go to the research tab, you will find PDFs that I've collected over the course of four years. You will find work such as Western Technology and the Soviet Economic Development, 1917-1930, Anthony Sutton. Uh, Wall Street and the Bolshe Bolshevik Revolution, Anthony Sutton, 1974. Uh, Sutton wrote that uh, uh, economic development book in uh, uh, 73 or 2, I believe. I don't have it listed. Uh, Wall Street and FDR. Edmund Walsh appointed FDR, essentially. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm going to ease into this for you. The War on Gold, 1977, Anthony Sutton. Tri Trilaterals over America. That's uh, David Rockefeller. Um, Anthony Sutton, 1978. Federal Reserve Conspiracy, 1995. So, that, so, so then you're getting this kind of word conspiracy floating more mainstream, I think, in the mid-90s. Federal Reserve Conspiracy. So, so Sutton was, was saying that it was not, there was no theory behind this. This is a conspiracy. This is an exterior group that has invaded the United States, controlling it economically, um, Therefore, my comment earlier, the United States is in itself, the corporation, the government that's subservient to the corporation, uh, is a slave. It's a slave. What, a, what an incredible concept, right? It's a slave. It, it itself is a slave. Um, so there is a, according to Anthony Sutton, which, which I support, there is a conspiracy to dismantle the United States, as you and I would know it if you live in the United States right now. So it's not, it's not about, you know, it's, it's just simply, it's not about this garbage and this filth that you get from mainstream media. I mean, yeah, you've got Kyle Busch, right, a NASCAR racer. He uses the word retarded. Uh, I think it was in the context of the guy that cut him off, so the other guy won the race. I'm not sure what it was. But now he's got to go to, now NASCAR is saying, well, you, you've now got to go to uh, sens sensitive sensitivity training courses i mean are you are you out of your mind this is this is insanity you can't use the word retarded out of context when would when would when would that properly be used to say retard retardation slowing um you know and it 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 made him slow it may it cause if you get cut off if i've got this right his car was cut off and so he was retarded the car the movement of the car was retarded so he uses that, and it somehow offends someone, because perhaps their son or daughter or brother, who knows, is retarded. You know, like handicapped retarded. Uh, it, it's beyond me. It's just gone too far in America. It's gone too far. If you support these types of censoring, the censorship, then it's I mean, yeah, it's gone too far. You're, 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 you're over the line. You're over the line. Sticks and stones breaks a bone, but words, words don't hurt. So stop, stop with your gross attempt to control people's language. Enough is enough. The best best enemy money can buy. Sutton, 2000. But you're also going to get a work like uh, Plato's Republic um, or Menno, um, translated by Lee Perlman, MIT. Um, Plutarch, The Age of Alexander by John Dryden. Uh, King John I, Concession of England to the Pope, 1213. The Paris Peace Treaty, Yale Law School, 17... Is a, example, Last Will and Testament, Cecil Rhodes. These are links that you'll find on my website. 
Um, Papal authority, the government within the government. Gilbert O. Nations, 1917. Uh, Hitler's secret bankers, Sidney Warburg, 1933. The empire of the city, the Jekyll Hyde nature of the British government, E.C. Newth. 1946. None dare call it a conspiracy. Gary Allen, 1971. Beyond Freedom and Dignity, B.F. Skinner, 1971. The Rockefeller Files, Gary Allen, 1976. 1976, Federal Reserve Directors, A Study of Corporate and Banking Influence, 94th U.S. Congress. Dr. Peter Beter, Audio Files, 1984. Beyond, uh, Behold a Pale Horse. Milton William Cooper, The Secret Side of History, D. Zane, 1994, The Dark Alliance, Gary Webb, 98, The New World Order, A. Ralph Epperson, 2009, former guest of my show, The World Order into 2050, Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, 2010, Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development, Rockefeller, FDN, 2010, Survey of Sources at the Rockefeller Archive Center for the Study of the Transfer of Western Science, Medicine, and Technology of China, David Lucin, Lucink, Lucink, PhD, Free Yourself from Microsoft and the NSA, 2013 by David Spring. I, you go through some of the work that I've collected for you. It's all free. You just click. Most of them are available on archive.org. Just click and go through this stuff. Climate change and 75% problem. Bill Gates, 2018. Hostile social manipulation. Michael J. Mazar, 19, uh, 2019. How about this one? The Prelude to Operation Iraqi Freedom, Tim Cake, University of Calgary. University of Calgary, 2017. America's alleged in intelligence failure. Um, I'll tell you where the intelligence failure is, folks. That for over 100 years, we the people, that means me, me and you, have been unable to stop this Federal Reserve conspiracy. And instead, we allow ourselves to be uh, defamed, um, censored, abashed for being outspoken against what is very apparent, an exterior source aimed to dismantle the United States. And they've done it economically. They've done it economically. The People's History of the United States at this one, MIT, 2001. The research I've collected is extensive. And uh, Webster Tarpley, uh, How the City of London Created the Great Depression. The Secret Pact of Standard Oil and the Nazis. Gabby Weber, 2013. The Illusion of Democracy. Phil Minetti, 2017. I can go on. I've collected this for you. I've collected this for the listener to read. To educate yourself. To pass the information on. This isn't my research, folks. Right? I mean, it's not me saying, oh, from my research, I'm I'm calculating all the tabs and saying, hey, the Federal Reserve is non-constitutional from Woodrow Wilson. Should be repealed. It's not me. I mean, I'm saying that, but it's not my. It's based off of a collection of so many people throughout the years that have, that have been sounding the alarm, if you will. Here's a good one. Um, Anthony Fauci emails a Freedom of uh, Information Act exposed by Jason Leopold, 2020. Uh, uncanny similarity of unique inserts in the 20, uh, 2019 NCOV spike protein to HIV-1 GP120 and GAG. Mm. That's an India, a study out of India. So, if you take the time, machine learning, NSA, 2019. If you take the time, DARPA, uh, six paths to non-surgical future of brain-machine interface. Brain-machine interface. Brain-machine interface. 
If you like your freedoms, you better speak up now. Because that DARPA study I just mentioned to you, if I have it right, it proves that you can inhale nanoparticles without you knowing. And they break the blood-brain barrier, they enter the brain, and they communicate with uh, Wi-Fi signals without you even knowing. So, if, if, again, if you like free speech, if you like free press, you just speak up. You need to speak up. I cannot sound the alarm more urgently. Um, and you know what? I, I get, I get, I, yeah, I get, I get people. You know, so we've got, we have a stolen election. Okay, we just we had a stolen election. Um, seriously, if you if you think that wasn't a stolen election, I, I mean, do, were you not? Watching the television that night? It was like 10 o'clock Eastern. It's like, oh, we stalled. We have to stop counting. What? You have to stop counting. You know, and then all of a sudden, boom, numbers start flipping, going sky high for Biden. It's like, are you are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Are, are you kidding me? No, no, it's no joke. No, it really happened. America's, the election was stolen. Okay, okay, so hold on. Oh, hold on, hold on. All right, so Ian, oh my gosh, you know, that was the most, that was the most free election ever, you know. People are sending in their mail ballots, you know, there's no, there's no, no threat to these, to the republic and the, the democratic values that we hold. Um, uh, no, 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 there, there, there is a threat. There's a, there's a major threat. There's a big threat. And it's been this way, folks, prior to Donald Trump deciding he wanted to run for president. Much, much, much prior to that. Here you've got, here you've got a guy like um, what's his name, Obama, Barack Obama, right? Uh, 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 Barry, Barry uh, Soltero, right? Barry Soltero doesn't like his name, Soltero. So he's, uh, here you got a guy that can't even can't even burnish, can't even present a legitimate birth certificate. I, he seems like a nice guy. I've never met him. Seems like a really nice guy. Seems like a guy you could have a beer with at the at the pub, shoot the shoot the poop, you know, and 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 he seems like a nice, very well educated human being. The, the problem, the problem is he's adopted these socialist Marxist philosophies, and then we get eight years of him, and then we get um, you know, I, why not get somebody like Condoleezza Rice? You want it? You want a woman? Get a black woman in the White House. You know, why does it have to be Barack Obama? Uh, yeah, okay. Like I said, I haven't met him, um, and I think there's aspects of universal this and universal that 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 makes sense. Uh, you've got you've got you know it's the it's the great conundrum, right? The Das Kapital, the Karl Marx, and not that Karl Marx is a bad person either. You know, when he's writing that uh, uh, in the British Museum, funded by Frederick Eagles, uh, yeah. Here's here's the real interesting, and so this is a great segue into what I want you to start. If you're listening to this, I want you to start going down this road. I want you to start listening to Eric John Phelps. Um, Peter Becks. Peter Becks was the uh, the head of the Society of Jesus, otherwise known as the Jesuits. The head of that organization is a military general for the Vatican. And what Eric John Phelps is saying is that um, Peter Becks was tutoring Karl Marx um, while he was writing Das Kapital in, uh, uh, at the British Museum after he'd been kicked out of Germany by Otto von Bismarck. 
Okay, so, uh, anyway, um, in regards, right, in regards to, um, I'm going to go back to Anthony Sabatini. I'm going to go back to Anthony Sabatini because, because here's a guy, in my view, that is not, he's, you know, he's clean. He's not pulled. He doesn't have strings. There's people, people, people that you would question or, you know, where are their strings? Guys like Abbott out of Texas. Where, where are the, you know, where are the strings that are being pulled here? Um. And it's it's both sides of the aisle. I mean, we've got this corruption that has just infiltrated both sides of the aisle. That's really really ex- exhausting. It's disgusting. And the fact the fact that a small party like the Green Party or something like that, or you know, the fact that a, a party just can simply not gain momentum to be taken seriously uh, is a problem. That's that's called a monopoly. It's called you know you've got a monopoly on your government. Oh, wait, hold on, Ian, wait a second. So isn't the Federal Reserve Central Bank a monopoly? Why, yes, 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 yes. I believe, I believe by definition it would be. Can you get the Supreme Court to rule against them? Well, you can just get the Congress to overturn that act. The act of Congress would overturn the Federal Reserve Act in 1913 and repeal it. Sabatini for president, Sabatini for president, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and, you know, maybe we can get Ron DeSantis to do that. Maybe we can get Donald Trump to, to, to do that. I, I don't know. I haven't spoken to Donald Trump face-to-face. He has said thing. He has said something to me face-to-face. But I, he didn't shake my hand when he walked past me. Um, and I get a chance to exchange any, any words with him. His daughter went to Georgetown. Uh, and, and that's, uh, you know, so, so in regards to being manipulated from exterior source, that's what you just have to. You just have to come to come to grips. I know. I know. You, you. You. It's. It's. It's a difficult thing, perhaps. As a very proud American, thinking you're you're so awesome and so cool, and uh, you have such great companies like Nike, and you have great sports teams like the Yankees, and uh, you know the Sears Roebuck, and you've got Google, and you bring all these great things to the world, and you control the world. You've got, you know, how many aircraft carriers have you got circling the planet? Right, you, you know, in, in in China, I know they're trying to catch up. You, you, know, you can be a real, you can be a real pompous and conceited about oh, being America. But hold on, hold on, not so fast, not so fast. Uh, and I don't care if you're Asian American, I'm Mexican American, uh, uh, European American, whatever it is, African American. I don't care what kind of American you are. If you have that viewpoint, you say, oh, wait, no, no, you know, the hippie revolution, and and we, you know, this is the great melting pot for for the world, and we have gay rights. And by the way. In regards to what I was saying earlier about my stance on Proposition 8 uh, in California uh, 15 years ago, uh, my best friend was gay. Okay, uh, He was a gay Jew, as a matter of fact. All right? um, and um, I no longer have him. We don't have him. But that, that was my – and, you know, he, he respected my position. And I respected him. And, you know, we just simply never had talks about how he would, or how he, I, I never spoke to him about uh, his view on uh, Proposition 8. But, um, but he respected me. And that's what, that's what we should have. And it didn't, it didn't hinder our relationship. Um, and it, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not homophobic in any way. I, I, think, I, think, I think everybody should be treated equally. And just because you, you're a homo, that, there's some great homosexuals that I've met and known. It doesn't mean that I'm homosexual. It doesn't mean that they don't like me because I'm not homosexual. That's not what it's about. And it doesn't mean that they disrespect me because I don't agree with um, 
a definition of marriage. I'm not saying about. I'm not saying I don't agree with uh, homosexual marriage. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it should be defined. I, I'm saying that marriage. Uh, I'm not getting back into that, but I, uh, rest of my case. So, um, for the moment. So, so with, uh, and I think there's something going on with this audio, and I appreciate. Uh, I apologize for that. But uh, uh, if you've gotten this far, then it hasn't hampered you from listening to what I'm saying. So. Uh, okay. Both sides. This isn't. This is a constitutional issue now. And Paul Craig Roberts said on this show probably three and a half years ago, Americans no longer have any constitutional rights. Um, you know, here's a guy that was a fellow at Stanford and Oxford. I can't argue with that. But what I can say is this: I'm speaking my mind freely right now. Okay, I'm speaking my mind freely. Well, what what what, what we are approaching here, folks is that becoming a problem. Um, we do have what I argue is a banking system that not only controls the politics of the government, so they're basically controlling both sides of the main aisle, the Democrat and the Republican of, of the aisle, um, that banking system using technology has rigged the 2020 election. I stay with that. And I'm going to expand on that. It's not the first time the election's been rigged. Um, you can go back 20 years prior to uh, Bush Gore. Um, right? So, and, and maybe the Trump election was rigged. Right, maybe maybe the lunch. But the fact that you have it, you have a president, you have somebody in there for eight years, and you have Pelosi now um, presiding over Bush. Uh, did she get in with Clinton? I don't remember. Uh, was she in there with Clinton? She was doing something in DC with, uh, when Clinton was there. So you get in with Bush, and you got Pelosi getting uh, in there with Obama. Pelosi's in there with Trump, and now you got Pelosi still in there with Biden. I mean, that's a swamp rat. And I'm sure she's a she's an attractive one. I think she's a nice woman. Um, I'm sure again. Uh, and I've met Gavin Newsom a couple times, uh, brief, briefly. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a charming person, a handsome man. Uh, he seems like, an, again, a nice guy, kind of like uh, even with Joe Biden. I mean, you sit down and have a beer with Joe Biden. Yeah, kind of like, the, yeah, these are nice. They're nice people. They're nice, decent folks. Um, and, you know, maybe you don't like me saying that, but I'm, I'm being honest with you and how I feel. But it doesn't mean I agree with their politics. And it doesn't mean that they're not being... Uh, they're not they're not being manipulated because I believe they are completely and fully, and so I don't I do not agree with their politics and they shouldn't be in politics and 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 and, and Nancy Pelosi should not be should not be sitting as Speaker of the House over four different presidents. I mean, come on, this is absurd. This is absurd. How you allow this to happen? How we allow this to happen? I think it's I think eight years as a president's too much. All right, so um, so let me get to the nuts and bolts here of, of the message I want to deliver to you to, today. Uh, here it is. Eric John Phelps. This is what I've been hot on for really about 10 days now. Because as I'm exposed to the Zika virus, I'm... Just and like okay, what's you know what's going on here? Why is the local why why the why is the local cry why is the local cry in Miami Beach? They're saying stop spraying this pesticide. It was my gay friend, okay, 
again, I feel like I should be, I have to justify myself. All right, that's, that's the problem. I shouldn't. And nor should you. None of us. We don't need to be justifying ourselves because we think something. Um, as I'm looking at the local outcry against the spraying of this pesticide, that MIT, uh, Ricky Rosero, MIT educated uh, Ricky Rosero, the governor of Puerto Rico at the time, had banned the shipment from the World Health Organization. I'm looking at the X's and Y's, and I'm trying to cross these things, right? I'm, I'm trying to, and everything's checking out. So the locals are crying about this being a neurotoxin. So in short, I go from the study of Zika to the pesticide and the Rockefeller having involvement in both. And then I'm led to this guy, Sutton, that delivered a speech in 1972, Miami Beach. And I just started doing this program. But it wasn't necessarily like every every week I'm talking about the Zika virus. I could I I smelled the pesticide. It smelled like burning flesh. I was told not to protest against it because I'd be charged as a terrorist. Former Jaguar told me that. I have it in text message. Okay, so, but but it kind of flipped my switch and I thought this is this is nuts. Something going on here. And so I follow the money, follow the money, follow the money, follow the, follow the money, go to Sutton. And then fast forward 2019. Because, again, this has started in the fall of 2016. I began doing my shows weekly, 2017. And fast forward, 2019, boom, Catherine Austin fits. This is about the onslaught of a force vaccine. This, yeah, this COVID-19, she started, talk, started talking about this in March or April of 2019. She's on American Watchdog. She's saying, next thing's going to be vaccinations. And it's not the vaccine. It's not the health angle that, 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 that they that will be the motive to have you vaccinated. It's the technological angle. And you got people out crying again, Bill Gates, oh, he wants everybody vaccinated. He's sinister. The Space Needle in Seattle? Is there, is there Microsoft? Micro particles? ID2020. Um, uh, Microsoft patent uh WO, 2020-060606. These things just start to surface, and you're like, whoa, this is, again, follow the money train. Oh, let me catch a ride on that money train. Let me ride that money train. Ride the money train. Money train, money train, money train, money train. Where is it going? Well, I'll tell you where it's not going. And it's not going to pay back any of the United States federal debt. That's not where it's going. Where it is going is it's going in a direction to further enslave the country you know is the United States, which means to further enslave you. And it has nothing to do about race. The money system could care less about your race or your skin color. I just told you the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life was an African-American woman I saw in the airport in Dallas, Texas. I mean, this woman was gorgeous. I see beauty in all races. There's beautiful women in all races. There's beautiful men in all races. There's beautiful people in all races. Okay, beautiful be, beauty, as you probably concur, comes from within, right? And then it then it then it, then it uh, uh, flourishes like a flower on the outside. Um, and some of us has some of us do have thorns. Yes, they are very sharp, aren't they? Um, so anyway, so 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 I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is this is you know Catherine Austin Fitz, who's who's again, I mean, she has agreed to join this show. And I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, wait, 
this is this is I, I'd been following the money in the show since 2016. I'd gotten these former C. I, I, I did have I had I've had great guests on the show. You simply had the show has had great guests because it's it's symbolic really of the garbage that we allow mainstream media to feed us with. And like Ray McGovern said in 2018, voices like mine and yours, hopefully, um, that's the last frontier. So if you remain silent, you are only hurting yourself. Follow the money trail, and then it's, all oh, right, the Great Reset, Carl Schwab. Not Charles, Carl. Great Reset. So at that point in time, ladies and gentlemen, I had basically come to the understanding that the Federal Reserve is a central bank, right? That was there was no doubt in my mind about that. It was privately, it's privately ran, it's privately regulated by the Bank of International Settlements out of Basel. Um, it basically is subservient to the City of London, which is a non-UK entity. It's, it's it has the name London, but it's not part of London as you know, Big Ben. Hyde Park, Buckingham Palace. It's not part of that. This is a Roman banking mechanism system that predates William the Conqueror, 1066. It's still in place. Uh, and the city of London is not part of the, uh, not part of Great Britain. It's not part of the United Kingdom. It controls the monarchy. Yeah. Uh, just like the Federal Reserve controls the president. It controls the White House. It controls the government. This is what you need to understand. You basically have a king or a vice uh, queen. Um, Kamala Harris. You have a king and a queen, basically. Uh, these, are, these, are, these are people that are picked for you. Okay, go to, go to the book. Um, get this for you. Pull this up for you right now. And this is where you can follow. This is where you really can follow the money. Go to a book right now. Uh, written by, um, oh, let's see here. There we go. Written by James and Kenneth Collier, C-O-L-L-I-E-R. Boat Scam, The Stealing of America. I believe it was written back in the 80s. Uh, someone involved in their family redid it a number of years ago. Boat Scam, The Stealing of America. And it basically... It basically shows how IBM and the technology IBM, which started, I think it was in the 1920s, Columbia University, Hamilton Hall. Um, IBM not only is controlling uh, transfer of mons, uh, funds wirelessly, or wire, wirely, uh, now wires, wirelessly, but initially uh, via wires, um, the uh, IBM controlling the banking Right, and somehow not 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 saying that IBM in itself controls the banking system. I'm not saying that, but, but what I'm saying is, um, the inception of it basically was to do that, um, and it it does that. So therefore, then um, controlling um, the voting system, which is what this book argues. Okay, that, that's what this book this book argues. And you can you can prove me wrong, but 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 using IBM, which is based off of telephone. Uh, you know, wiring wiring these funds or uh, votes, if you will, uh, is based off of telephone lines, right? The invention of the telephone. The first telephone uh, call takes place at Jekyll Island. Um, not sure what the year was, but that is also the same uh, club 
if you will, organization that produced the Federal Reserve Central Bank. You can get that through the creature of Jekyll Island through G. Edward Griffin. So the technology, therefore, being used to manipulate not only the banking industry, and that's why it was so critical to get the United States dollar off of the gold reserve, gold standard. Uh, they used Richard Nixon. I'll explain to you who I think that they are. Uh, uh, this group used the uh, used Richard Nixon, Nixon as their pawn to make that happen. That happened again. The shock, Rich, uh, Nixon's shock, shock, 1971, and um, and using this technology, technological advance to control the voting system. As um, the Collier uh, brothers, I believe they are, uh, say that this happened officially after the assassination of John F. Kennedy. So with LBJ. So it explains, therefore, why you get why you get the Vatican reestablishing the relations with the United States government officially under Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan being a pawn to basically create this massive military to enter this Cold War era uh, with the Soviet Union. If you go back, fall back a little bit, you got in 1945, you get the Bank of China. Uh, established, which is a central bank that controls the Chinese through their implementation of communism. Uh, again, I'm not sure what this in and out is here today with this, uh, but I, I do acknowledge there is a audio issue. Um, and you got these mindless, mindless wars. Um, what is it? Uh, you know, like Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan. So you bring in, you bring in these other pawns. Uh, the Bush, right? So Bush Senior, and then you got bring in Junior, both part of these this uh, banking fraternity that I call it, Skull and Bones out of Yale, that do nothing more than what? They do the bidding, they do the work. I mean, why are you in Afghanistan for twenty years? Oh, because because Ian, if 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 we're not in Afghanistan, was it Afghanistan or Iraq? Oh, it's the same network. It's ISIS, and, 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 and Saddam Hussein was part of ISIS. I mean, come on. Really? I mean, you're just fooling the American people year after year after year after year after year. And now it's coming to fruition because now it's like, well, Afghanistan was basically for opium, opium trade, just like Iraq was for gas, right, crude oil. Oh no! But the mainstream, the mainstream. No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Look at these. Look, Saddam Hussein had a had 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 nuclear. Had he had he had, he had uh, weapons of mass destruction. And I mean, this is why I didn't join the military because I realized it was it was a banking scheme. Now I didn't realize it in the depth that I understand it now. But this is why I didn't join the military. Not because I don't like the army and the marines. I fully support national defense, self defense. Um, but uh, and I was very close to joining the military various times in my life and police departments as well I, I believe in security order yeah I believe in this I, uh, so um, but if you if you then you realize okay <laughs> Biden's debacle I'm not sure what the, what happened there but uh, clearly not his move so who's going to be going into Afghanistan next I've been saying this I believe the Chinese the Chinese are the next pawn to be used on that chessboard Again, it's opium trade. Opium. It's the pharmaceutical industry. Um, there's all sorts of different manipulations on people through the pharmaceutical industry, but you know this this COVID nineteen is is an, is an example of one. Um, and and I do believe that it has economic implications 
to uh, to somehow mesh technologies such as ID twenty twenty quantum dot tattoo, which is basically um, you know right now you can walk into a grocery store and run your device over the um, over the over the Bluetooth uh, Bluetooth machine and right you don't have to use a card you just pay for your items with your with yourself I I do it all the time um, and I think. Likely, the vaccination agenda is like many people have been saying that are, quote, conspiracy theory, but that's, I don't care what people label me. Look at the facts, look at the technology. Um, so the vaccines do seem to have the digital reset agenda meshed in it. There's just, there's just no doubt about it. Now, is there an agenda that literally try to kill people? I, I don't I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But what I do know is that the vaccinations do have um, they do have consequential health uh, issues. Uh, people are dying from them. And this is where this is where the um, HIV studies intertwine that are very interesting because, like for instance, the Zika virus, and I haven't studied this a whole lot, but like the Zika virus, you have um, you have it acting the same way as the pesticide. Yet what got me going was that the CDC was saying that the pesticide was, or excuse me, the CDC was saying that the virus was causing uh, was caught was breaking the blood-brain barrier and causing microcephaly in these developing uh, fetus and the, the, the children that are growing in the fetus. Yeah, my, my research, and I had reached out to the New England Journal of Medicine and Lancet, my research showed that it was the uh, the pesticide that was doing that, and that there was no science. There was no science. I, nobody could send me science that the virus itself broke the blood-brain barrier. Yet I was getting information out of Sweden that, that the pesticide itself broke the blood-brain barrier. This is 2016. So what's in the vaccination, so-called vaccination, that breaks the blood-brain barrier? Right? And what, what's going on there with um, DARPA and uh, body activity data, cryptocurrency? This is this is kind of the transhumanism type elements of advances in technology that you can you can look into and research. But um, what I what I argue or what I what I argue for is a continuation of our constitutional rights. So free speech. Uh, free press, free religion. Uh, vote scam, the stealing of America, James M. Collier, Kenneth F. Collier. So if you have to, if you pull back, and this is what I did, I pulled back and I said, who, okay, so we're told 9-11 that it's the, uh, you know, it's, it's Islam, right? Islam's the bad lane, uh, the bad, the bad guys, the Islam, the Islam. I mean, come on, man. I, I, I dated, uh, I, 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 I dated a woman um, from Iran. I don't, I don't think she was Islamic, but um, I, some of the most incredible people I've ever known are, are non-white people. Um, so anyway, so we're told that Islam, right, is has this and this guy Bin Laden, right, that lives in a cave. He's got the sophistication to bomb arguably the most important building in Manhattan. Okay. And the U.S. military, he outsmarted the U.S. military. <sighs> I mean, the, the crap that Americans are fed. Um, okay, maybe maybe the planes were hijacked, but I don't believe it was done in the name of 
whatever Islamic god. Why, why was it done on the U.S. soil? Because because it, the United States, the United States is a beacon of freedom of religion. That's how this country came into existence. So you're basically b- blowing up New York or two buildings in New York. I'm generalizing New York, but two bu- you're blowing up and, and and of course they attacked the Pentagon and uh, uh, what the White House and they together. But um, you're blowing up two buildings in New York. Um, in the name of your God, yet you can literally move to this country and practice your religious beliefs freely. So that just makes no sense. It, it doesn't make any sense that you would want to destroy America when America is the one saying, hey, all religions, come. Come and huddle your, your, your downtrodden masses. Practice what you want peacefully. America is the only country that's done that. What was the initial? Successful. Anyway, um, so then if you're looking at it from that angle, you're saying, well, then who – America's gotten involved in all these mindless wars that it really shouldn't be getting involved with. But it's being forced into this because of economics, okay? Kind of like the Chinese are forced into building a military to defend themselves from who? The United States is a non I mean, really the United States is a non-aggressive nation. The United States was founded upon a principle of right the pilgrims of practicing religion freely and how they want. Okay, so they had to battle the natives. They battled the natives. That's just the way it is. Okay, the Spanish did the same thing uh, in Mexico. Um, it's just the way it is with with the with the European settlers. But the difference between Mexico and the United States, of course, is this religion, right? The, the Spaniards. Uh, force Catholicism on the natives and, of course, on their uh, later generations, their prosperity. Um, and then with, you know, it was a little bit different with the, with the pilgrims, right? A little bit different. Um, whereas there was a freedom of religion. There was no forced, no forced religion. So then if the United States moving forward a couple hundred years is doing the bidding of someone, some other organization because it's being forced into, it's being forced into this international economic control um yeah you, you have to look at things like the british british east indies company what are the elements of that company that still exist and of course yeah, everybody looks at the rostrop many, you know many people look at the rostrop so what organization now I'll get into the nuts and bolts here and wrap this up but what organization historically what organization exists on the planet that would have that type of sophistication to be able to engineer a mass control rollout where it is now going country to country to country to country to country to country to country. And it is, uh, it's the, pardon me, it's the connection with the, uh, hopefully that was just my headphone. So what country or excuse me, what organization would have the history, the network, the sophistication to roll out some type of a order, global order like this, where everybody, everybody's mandated to get vaccinated? You hear, you hear the pawn. He's, he's more of a pawn. He's, I guess he's more of a, uh, maybe he's a castle, Bill Gates. But you get, a, you get a guy like on the chessboard saying, oh, I want everybody on the planet vaccinated. We got a health crisis. Uh, what do you care no, you, you, you only care about your money. You care about Microsoft and your computer engineering. 
well, you care about your money because you're invested in healthcare, and somehow healthcare, the healthcare system, is intertwining with the micro technology, micro software technology. No doubt about it. I've already mentioned uh, WO2020 060606, Microsoft Pat for Digital Currency. Um, so, what organization would have that sophistication? And this is why I bring in Eric John Phelps. The Rothschild are a name most of you are familiar with because through them and JP Morgan and agents ashore, uh, the Federal Reserve, Central Bank, came to be. But there are much wealthier families, I contend, on the planet. And you take the Queen of England. I'm not saying the Queen of England is wealthier than the Rothschild. Um, she may be. Uh, but I will contest that you look at the jewelry and the palaces and the real estate that she owns and controls, I would, I would, I would, I would argue that that, that, that that would far exceed the wealth of somebody like Bill Gates. Whereas the United States is simply, or the, the, the world economic forum, is simply feeding the masses what they want to feed them. And saying, oh, it's Bill Gates, it's Elon Musk, it's Jeff Bezos. What are the entities that control, that really truly control? Um, for instance, the WWW protocol. Uh, Tim Berners-Lee, a British scientist, inventing the WWW at uh, writing it at CERN in Switzerland. So th this is what Eric John Phelps starts to mention. He'll, he starts to mention these these names, and you can you can look at these names yourself. Okay, uh, these are these are these are these are kind of noble names that family names that far predate the existence of the United States. Orsini. Uh, Franazzi, Gattani, which is uh, the American Gotti, uh, controls, is con uh, controlled through that uh, name, and that's where the term goth comes from. Uh, here's another one, uh, Aldo Brandini. So these sound Italian, they are Italian. Therefore, what organization has existed over the centuries, that would have the sophistication, that would have the ability through their networks, through their extensive networks globally, what organization would have that ability to roll out this type of global control unit? And this is what Eric John Phelps argues. The answer is not the Vatican, because the Vatican is comprised of three popes, if you will. Um, Bergoglio, right, which is the white pope. Uh, he's not Franciscan, even though his name implies it is. Uh, Francis. Um, Sosa, the black pope, the head of the uh, military unit of the Vatican, uh, the Society of Jesus. Jesuits, or the Grey Pope, and that would be uh, Pepe Orsini. So the Vatican there consists of 
a, a three head. A trinity. A white, a black, and a gray pope. Um, so what Eric John Phelps argues, and I'll bring it back onto the show at some point, is that it is the Jesuits, the Jesuit order of the Vatican, that has corrupted, that has corrupted that organization. This is what he argues. This is what he argues, and I cannot argue with it. Because it makes complete sense to me. Now, I did not... I began probably eight to nine months ago, thinking, and perhaps a year ago, I began to think, what organization would have the sophistication to roll this out? And I began looking at Catholicism, a religion, a religion as the culprit. Why? Because the majority of us are likely bred into a religion of some sort, whether it's Christianity or Islam or Hinduism, uh, Buddhism. The likelihood that you have been born into and bred into a religion is, is quite high. It's a high likelihood. But to achieve, but to achieve freedom in its purest form for humanity, for human beings, you cannot force a belief system, a religion on someone. You cannot force that. This is where man has, if you will, and woman, humanity, has been ill, very illy, gravely wrong. When they have forced a religion, a belief system of reality, of creation on a person, a, a society, a, a group. That's where it has been grossly, grossly, grossly wrong. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. You, you can invite. You can invite. But you cannot mandate. And that, in my opinion, is why the United States has been so successful. Because it is said, fine, we are Judeo-Christian founders, principally uh, governors, but we do not, we agree to disagree, we do not mandate a religion on people. We have freedom of religion. Judaism, there is no way, in my view, that Israel is attempting to conquer the world economically. It's just, it's just not, not something I agree with. I do not. I do not agree with that. Uh, Jews have been some of my best friends, and they're the most philanthropic of the people that I know. Nor do I believe that they have the organization to achieve that. Uh, Israel, as we know it, is a, uh, a product of the Balfour Declaration. Uh, Israel, Israel is a state uh, country has only come into existence within the past many decades, right? What is it, 80 years, 100 years? Uh, so it is not, it is not Judaism. They are not that organized. Nor is Islam. They are not that organized. The only institution that has been around now for almost 2,000 years that has that organization and that network ability would be the Vatican. And 
that is exactly why I suggest you consider the morals and the practices historically of the Order of the Jesuits by Ignatius Loyola. These people, this is, uh, which I, therefore, if that is correct, if this is correct, folks, if it is correct, I'm not saying it is correct. It's up to you to make the decision. I will present, and I'm going to present a little bit right here, facts. And it's up to you. Like, it's up to you. And you don't even have to figure out who's behind the central bank. Corruption. You can just say, hey, look, it's not constitutional. I want my constitution. You're censoring me. And I want the debt paid off. Who cares who's controlling it? I've mentioned some of these families. Who cares who these families are? Who cares? You just, you simply want your rights. And you want your ability to continue to debate. And you want your ability to do it peacefully. That's what you should be concerned with as far as I'm concerned. Okay? So, if you get into vote scam, if you get into Edmund Perry, excuse me, Edmund Walsh, who basically is a Jesuit pawn to put FDR into place, and FDR wrote uh, his manifesto, right? It's uh, very similar to... Um, the Communist Manifesto, uh, and then you get into um, Catherine the Great of Russia, the Pale of Sentiment, that basically um, created Hitler and Stalin. This is all instigated by the Jews. Uh, excuse me, not the Jews, the, the Jesuits. The, uh, the, the, the early Jesuits were, were Jews that he supposedly converted to Catholicism. And that's where I think a lot of people start pointing fingers at the Jews, but the Jews are not that organized. They simply are not. And nor, nor do I think the Jews would ever want, in my personal opinion, would ever want to control. You don't have, you don't have a history. You don't have the Jews, for instance. Uh, as people argue that Christopher Columbus is Jewish. Uh, you don't have the Jews being organized. You, they've never organized themselves on a global scale to conquer lands like the French have, like the English have, like the Spanish have, like the Portuguese have, like the Italians have. The Jews have never done that. These are these are all these are these are and that, this right this is this is another angle right this is why this is why people pick on the white man right because the white it's it's the white man that's done this isn't it yeah it is it is it is the white man right but it all, it's also it's also the white man that's created uh, created the uh, the the foundation of the United States of America isn't it okay and thank goodness to strong and incredible black people and black men and women uh, we've been able to sustain that freedom but folks censorship. No, big tech censorship, that's not, that's, not, that's not free. Mandatory vaccines, I don't care what your ethnicity is, it's not free. That's not, that's not freedom. Okay, so not to make this, not to make this racial, I'm looking at facts. I'm looking, I'm looking at facts. Okay, so um, you don't have, you know, most people, this is why most people don't like talking about, you know, and I frankly don't like talking about religion and politics because it offends people. I don't want to offend people. All right, so let's 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 get back to some of the facts here. Let's just look, look at some of the facts, and, and this is this is typically why I do not talk about these types of these types of things, because I just look at the basics. I look at the basics, and that are that are that are that are inalienable rights and rights uh, rights granted to people through the U.S. Constitution. And I keep mentioning that because that is the backbone, and the country is so backwards today that you've got all these socialist agendas in these classrooms, and you've got the uh, critical race theory, and you've got um, you've got the BLM and the Antifa. I mean, the, this country is under fire. This country is under fire. A very peaceful country had no business getting into any of those wars in the past hundred years. It just simply hasn't. Okay, it simply hasn't. I mean, that's just my viewpoint. I'm a, I'm a non-aggressive person in that sense. 
I become aggressive when my rights are taken away from me. Uh, verbally aggressive. No, I'm, I'm a nonviolent person. I make that very, very clear to you. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, the, 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 yeah, the, the Jews have not had that type, that level of sophistication on a military scale. The Catholics have, and those that are part of uh, churches that stem back to Catholicism, i.e., the Bank of England, or excuse me, the Church of England, have. Okay. Um, so that's why I think if you look at the work of Eric John Phelps and you look at what he's doing in regards to the Jesuit, uh, the Society of Jesus, I, I believe that they haven't corrupted the Vatican. I, I believe so. I believe so. Uh, I believe that is worth your time to, to investigate that. Um, and I'm going to leave this. Uh, I'm going to leave this episode by mentioning uh, mentioning this. Are you, uh, where can you find this information? Um, I'm going to put it up on my website right now. And you can find it there. And you're going to find it under uh, Protocols of Zion. Okay. I'm going list to it, list it there on the website so you'll be able to find that here in about the next 30 minutes. This is what, you're, this is what I want you to, uh, this is what I want you to get out. This is the information. And by the way, Herschel Walker, that's uh, somebody I'm getting behind. He's a former, I believe, a football player. Uh, just so happens that he's African-American. African-American. Uh, Joe Collins, a good friend of mine. African-American. Okay, People, you, you, stop making these things racial. This is what this, um, this, is what this order wants, I believe. So we're, we're going to a, an FBI.gov. Um, an FBI.gov uh, uh, document that I will put up on my website, and I read I read you the following. According, and this comes from Eric John Phelps. According to Leo H. Lehman, the elders of Zion are a, are a Jesuit-created facade, created to govern Israel, mainly organized post-Balfour Declaration. Their protocols. This is not verbatim. This is simply my reiteration of the information that I received from one of his episodes. Their protocols call for various agendas to be carried out on humanity. Religious crusade. That is verbatim from uh, this Eric John Phelps, former guest of mine. Again, according to Lehman, the Jesuit bankers therefore control the Rothschild. Okay, so that would mean... That noble families historically, like the Orsinis, like the Aldobrandinis, like the uh, Gatani, by power and wealth would far exceed that of the control of the Rothschild. And certainly by puppets uh, such as uh, Gates Musk, uh, uh, who's the uh, fellow out of Mexico. Uh, Anyway, uh, people of that nature. Uh, it would imply that. Whether that's fact or not, I don't know. But why I do what I do is I want you to investigate. And if you know if you don't have a problem with the way the country is moving and going, then then you don't. Don't investigate. I urge you to. So anyway, so FBI.org, the Protocol 10. Protocol 10. I'm going to read it to you right now. I think I'll put this up on my website. You can find it there. 
Protocol 10, we shall, and this comes from the Elders of Zion, and our, our Eric John Phelps argues that the Elders of Zion uh, would appear in name to be the, Je the Jews, but simply not. And they are the Society of Jesus, the Jesuits. We shall establish one king over all the earth who will annihilate all causes of discord, such as frontiers, nationalities, religion, state, debts, etc., and get peace and quiet which cannot be secured in any other way. Bull cow. To attain our ends, we must foment trouble in all countries, utterly exhaust all humanity with distance, excuse me, distance, dis, dissensions, hatreds, struggles, envies, torture, starvation, and, here's the ringer, folks, the inoculation of diseases, so that the goyim cattle will be forced to take refuge in our complete sovereignty in gold and all else. That pretty much sums up 2021, doesn't it? The United States has no gold. Uh, and the United States is basically being forced, unless you unless you uh, oppose it, which I do, uh, forced inoculation. Okay, uh, and it is in uh, it's in a, it's the country's in a major distress with the borders being opened. I mean X Y Z. I try not to make things political. I've, I try to simply just present uh, guests and researchers. But folks, I uh, I have no other choice but to tell you that uh, this looks like a battle in a holy war. It's what this looks like. And uh, and if you allow, I'm just going to say this, if you allow if you allow someone to dictate to you what God is, that is your biggest mistake. Because if you look at it, if you look at a religion like a business, it's the most brilliant business ever created by the human being. It's the most brilliant business. It simply is. To define and tell someone what a what what creation is, what their existence uh, is subjugated to, it's brilliant. Because if you can control their God and and, and cause them to define God, you can you control every aspect of their life, which I believe is being done through the control of the Federal Reserve, central bank controls the government, controls the media, controls uh, education. Controls the military, and here's the base fact: whether whether you whether you want to get religious or not, which I urge you not to. I simply urge you to fight for people's freedom to practice religion freely, but not impose it. Right? Big difference. Um, I would urge you to simply ask yourself the question: Why is the Federal Reserve Central Bank private? And why is the United States in a $30 trillion debt? And why, regardless of Democrat or Republican, is that debt not paid off? These are the principal questions I urge you to be asking. I urge you to uh, do something about it.
because your country is being destroyed. Whether it is the Jesuits or whether it is Islam or whether it is the Hindus or whoever it is religion or whether it's simply um, simply a you know, World Economic Forum or the Bank of International Settlements, whatever it is, there is clearly a global order that is attempting to establish that UNICEF goal or control or order. It's just it's where we're at. It's where we're at. And the only thing stopping them, the only thing standing in their way is the United States of America. Certainly isn't Australia. And it certainly aren't the Canadians. Now, the Mexicans, the Mexicans have it in them. The Mexicans have it in them. Will, will the Mexicans pull it out? The Brazilians have it in them. The Brazilians have it in them as well. But the Mexicans clearly, on the, on, on, on the North American continent, the Mexicans, the Mexicans can make a difference. If you're in Mexico and you're listening to this, you, you can make a difference. You, you, you can throw out that cabal in your country. You can throw that country because you've done it before. You've done it, you've done it before. You just didn't, you didn't throw out enough of it. And right now, that banking cabal totally has the United States enslaved. And America, you're burning. You are burning. You need a. You need a. You you need a. Uh, you need a. A fire retardant. You need a fire retardant. So I will. Uh, the protocols of Zion. I'll get those. Uh, that's an FBI.gov. You'll find information from J. Edgar Hoover. Uh, of course, all declassified. Uh, there, it's vault.fbi.gov. You'll find that information on my website under the research tab. And uh, oh, coming up here in, uh, I'm going to bring uh, Carla Spaulding. Happens to be uh, an African American woman out of Florida, running for uh, running for a political seat. Bring her up. Uh, bring her onto the show shortly. And uh, also uh, confirmed for the show is a brilliant medical doctor. Uh, by the name of Dr. Peter A. McCullough. Uh, he is quoted as saying this. This is the most lethal toxic biologic agent ever injected into a human body in American history. That'll be November 24th. Here on Discussions of Truth. I'm Ian Trottier. Um, if you like what I do, throw me a few bucks. Help me out. Uh, and uh, that'll help me uh, get this book out into circulation. Greatly appreciated. If you do nothing more, then um, pass the uh, pass the episode on, folks. Until next time, be awesome.